change is the most important, most critical justice, moral, ethical issue that the church in the world faces. Not just the church, but people of all faiths and no faith face today. Now I know there's some, and when I, when I say this in, in groups of people, there are some who push back and say, you know, poverty is the main issue. Racism or any kind of ism is the main issue. Um, and I can appreciate the fact that people are going to go with their heart in for the most critical justice issue or moral ethical issue. People are going to choose that. I've chosen climate change, but I have to believe that all of those isms, all of those things under climate change is important. But if we don't make climate change at least number two in our life, um, the other issues um, will will be even worse uh, in the years and years ahead. That's not a place to start a sermon. We stand for the good news. And the good news is that Christians, people of faith, people of faith have a tradition and the Holy Scripture that tell us how important it is to care about God's creation. You know, sometimes people think the environmental movement started in the 70s or with Rachel Carson's book. Or maybe some of you uh, remember talking about the environment in churches um, before and during World War II. Well, it's as ancient as the book and story of creation itself. And you just heard from other scriptures, from the Hebrew scripture, the Job person, you know, I'm at the bike right here, and I think, you know, I don't have a hard time with this one, this thing in the world. So I'm glad we have a kind of congregation where we have the experience and life experience of us right here, we have the energy and the enthusiasm of our youth who are learning more about climate change and global warming in schools than many of us are learning anywhere. And all the people in the middle who are the rising leaders of our congregation in, in this. So, Scripture reminds us that God is in all creation. Scripture reminds us that Jesus is in all creation. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. He incarnated himself to be among us in flesh. In other words, man matters. And some people of faith think that, the, that their goal is to, is to get on the right side of God and then get to heaven as soon as possible. And leave this earth. Not as true. A lot of reasons why some people are not encouraged or excited about climate change what well, the environment is, this earth is just physical. It's not a God. It's not spiritual. Well, God's incarnation tells us that matter matters. And the presence of God is in every living creature, every green plant, creative process, energy of creation is God alive among us. And we have people throughout history that tell us that. But we have also stories of creation that tell us that um, of, of, of why the creation should matter to us. Let's just paraphrase this by Rabbi on the uh, first chapter of Genesis. So once there was in the universe globs, globs, and globs of rocks and rocks. And God decided that He would take these rocks and He would fashion, grow these rocks into planets, into stars, into mountains. So He took all that. And the angels said to God, well, God, that's great. This is a little meter now. Uh, but I walked through. And God said, no, no, no. So then he took all the water 
and they said, finished now, they said, no. So then God took matter, molecules, and he made green plants, and grasses, and marshes, and everything green. Wow, that was beautiful, they said. Are you done now? No. So then God took the dust and breathed the Holy Spirit and created human power. We need to hear the voices of 
Scripture. We need to hear the voices of those who walk in our place that people have faced in the past. We need to hear the voices of Dalai Lama, who just this past week said he's calling for a century of compassion. A century of compassion. And compassion for all living things. And he said the environment, stewardship of the environment should be a priority. So it's not just Christians who see this as a mandate from God's creator. It's our vocation. It's why we are. It really is why we are. Now, each one of us, depending on this, will decide how to use them to heal others, to heal creation, to strengthen others, to strengthen creation. But make no mistake, God is still counting on us creation. In the dream of God, in the dream of God, that's what God has for us. So how are we doing? Well, not too well. Not too well. We have one prayer, a religious prayer, it's a kind of confession. We know from Romans, back then, the earth is growing. And today it's moaning. And it's moaning because of what human time has done to the earth in all its creatures. And so, I think that, that when we think about finishing God's creation and joining, continuing to join God in this, um, we're thinking of, of this century as a sustainability revolution century. You know, in the early part of this decade, I, I started thinking about um, care creation and uh, how these obligations do a better job of recycling, reusing, Reusing, reducing, and recycling. And then it moves towards our buildings, the most wasteful per capita, not really, but per capita, the most wasteful buildings in America. And then I heard about what, what uh, China and America put 40% of the CO2 in the air from China and America. And so I thought, we've got to do something about our buildings, about our homes, we've got to reduce the carbon footprint. And, and then um, I, I realized only recently that what we have going here is a movement. It's a movement that none of our political leaders are joining. Have you heard anything in the election about climate change and global warming? So when movements happen, it's like the civil rights movement of the 60s, or the women's suffrage movement in the 20s. So that was a century of civil rights movement. The civil rights movement of this century is creation, climate change, and what it's called. So our vocation is to be part of a revolution. And as I said earlier, you know about revolution. You know how they free us from the bombs that tie us down. And so I know some people look at the revolution as something that's going to tie our hands. It's going to cost us more money. We're going to be taxed more because we have to build the rules and it. But we don't even have the will to even look at that seriously. And I believe that like any revolution, there are going to be changes that are hard to sacrifice that we made. But the process in the end result is what all creation does and what we 